Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The worst way to start the day off is to get out of bed on the wrong side, especially if your bed is right next to an open window. So here, climbing back through the window in his pajamas, holding his ears against the cold as his wife holds her ears against his language, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Dead rat, a dead rat, rat of an architect to climb the window right next to a bed. Here, help me get in through this window, Molly. Ah, oh, you poor dear. Oh, that dirty... McGee, watch your language. And shut the wind, it's cold in here. It's colder out there. Rat the dead rat. I'm so sorry, dearie. How'd you happen to fall out? I had a nightmare. <laughs> All night long, I dreamt that I couldn't get to sleep. <laughs> what a night. It was terrible. Well, that's too bad. Well, Hurry up and get your clothes on, dearie. I'll have breakfast ready in a jiffy. And I'll tell you right now, Mrs. McGee, I'm not going to shave today. You're not? No, I'm not, and that's definite, see? All right, sweetheart. I don't blame you a bit. Well, I... Huh? <laughs> what was that? I said I don't blame you a bit. You're just as handsome to me with or without a shave. <laughs> well, every other time I wanted to go without shaving, he says, get in there and shave. Now, never mind what I used to say. I could be wrong, couldn't I? You could be wrong. <laughs> hey, I'm going back to bed. I'm still dreaming. <laughs> Come on to breakfast. Just put on your robe and slippers. What? You mean you're going to let me come to breakfast in my bathrobe? Certainly. And here's the morning paper. You can read it whilst I make the toast. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. I... Hey, uh, what are we going to have this morning? Same old wheaty bitsies, I suppose. <laughs> well, it was you that insisted on our getting the wheaty bitsies, did it? Uh, it was? Yes. Yeah. You said they'd improve your performance at first base. Well, I got a nasty note from Judge Landis. And I ain't the only one either. I'm tired of wheatsy bitches, Molly. Why don't we have wheat cakes and sausages once in a while? That's just what we're having this morning. Huh? And I got some genuine Vermont maple syrup, too. Oh, boy, Vermont maple syrup. When did you get that? Yesterday. I didn't see it. Well, you wouldn't have recognized it. It was packed by the Farley Packing Company and labeled Republican staff. That rat's a bad rat. Now, what's the matter? I thought that was a pretty good joke. <laughs> yeah, but you know how radio is. Now, i got to think up one to annoy the Democrats. <laughs> you, uh... You really don't mind if I don't shave, Molly? Not a bit. Not a bit. Don't want me to shave at no, all? No, I just want you to be comfortable and happy. Now come to breakfast. Okay, where do I shave? <laughs> Answer the door, dearie. I want to start fixing the wheat shave. Okay, I'll get it. Who can be around here at this time? Oh, there, McGee. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> don't give me that cheery good morning stuff, Gildersleeve. You can't be your old star push self. Don't talk to me. My old foul puss self, eh? Yeah, that's very good. 
My, that's a handsome bathrobe you have on there, McGee. Yeah. It, it is a bathrobe, isn't it? <laughs> oh, and that's a neat idea there, using a piece of old clothesline for a belt. <laughs> I imagine it's very comfortable. Well, you're wrong. It ain't. It cuts like a knife. Good morning, Mrs. McGee. A lovely day, isn't it? It is not. It's terrible. I never see such a lousy oh, by day. By the way, McGee, the reason I stopped by was to bring you these ducks. Ducks? Oh. Yes. Yeah. A friend of mine went out hunting yesterday and gave me more than I could use. Here you are. Oh, thank you, Mr. Gilbert. Oh, forget it, forget it. After all, there's nothing like having good neighbors, is there? <laughs> <laughs> well, good day, Mrs. McGee. Good day, Pippa. Goodbye, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hey, what's got into that guy, anyway? I think he ought to go see a skin specialist. What's the matter with his skin? Oh, it's getting so thick I can't insult him anymore. <laughs> I'll throw them moth-eating mallards out in the garbage can and let's have breakfast. Oh, well, all right, dearie. I'll throw them out right away. Anything you say. Good, and I got... What was that? I said anything you say, McGee. You know best. <laughs> oh, no, I don't, Molly. <laughs> Not always. Why, of course you do. Oh, I, I do? Certainly. Ah, okay. Let's keep the ducks, then. <laughs> no use throwing away good food, is there? No, and I'm sorry I suggested it. Oh, forget it, Molly. We'll all make mistakes. You're just impulsive. <laughs> Come on and have your breakfast. I've got some nice country stuff. Can't we have a minute's quiet in this house? Here I am, half sick with the indigestion, and I can't even eat my wheat cakes and pork sausage in peace. Come on, Miss McGee. I'll see who it is. Come in. Hello there, Johnny. Hello, Johnny. How you fix the Valentine? <laughs> I got some, got some beauties here with cupids on them, but I advise you not to take them. What's the matter with the cupids? Well, too risque, daughter. Could they dress decent? Oh, see? Don't believe we want any old-timers. Personally, I can never decide between the comic ones and the sentimental ones. Never know whether to wow them or woo them. <laughs> that's pretty good, Johnny. And that's exactly the way I hear it. It is? Yep. Detail for detail? Yep. Word for word? Yep. Well, not quite, Johnny. The way I heard it, one fellow says to cut a fellow, say, hey, says, <laughs> I see where they had quite a cold snap down south. Now, I'll say the did, says, cut a fellow, got the cold, the bull weevils were swapping a bale of cotton for a pound of wool. <laughs> Say, uh, didn't you get up kind of early today, Johnny? Oh, no, this is not early for me. I used to get up at 4 o'clock when I was a bugler in the Army. Bugler, eh? Yep, and a good one, too, if I do say so myself. Even got decorated by General Pershing. Now, as he was pinning the medal on me, he says, Boy, he says, there's nobody in the Army that knows the bugle like McGee. Bugle knows McGee, I was no dad's name there. Oh, my. 
Bugle Nose McGee, the brainiest blower of the battle bazooka that ever bulldozed a battalion of brave boys to bolt bed and blankets for bath and breakfast by blaring a bed on the bellows on the brass bagpipes, bringing bravos and bouquets by my brilliant performance of ballads and banquets, benefits and barbecues, and boosted as the Beethoven of the bugle from Mr. Brown's way back in Europe. What's that I smell? Your <laughs> Boiler then cakes and sausage good. I'm so dead red at stuff I could hardly get dressed. Look, I can't even get my belt around me. That's the strap off your wristwatch, dearie. Huh? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Huh. I wondered what made that buckle tick like that. <laughs> I see your case, too. Yeah, I didn't want this Orson Welles guy to get the idea he started a fad. <laughs> oh, boy, am I stuck. Well, come on, let's go for a walk, Molly. All right, dearie. Let me help you on with your coat. Huh? Oh, there. Huh. Well. My, you look so well in a mac and all. <laughs> but I guess you're just the outdoor type. Oh, go on. Am I really a shut kind Hey, where's my other mitten? <laughs> oh, dear. McGee, if you lose those mittens once more, I'll have to put the string back on them. <laughs> okay, I'll be careful. Let's go, Molly. Oh, my, my, it's lovely. Hey, don't walk so fast, Molly. I'm too full of breakfast. All right. Here, let's hold hands. Huh? Oh, oh, okay. You know, we ought to uh, do Look, the... McGee. Huh? Here comes Mrs. Uppington. Uh-oh. Look at her walking along with her nose up in the air. She holds her head so high, she's got a double chin on the back of her neck. <laughs> well, I'm afraid we'll have to stop and talk to the old cat. <laughs> oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? So nice to see you. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mr. McGee? Hi, Uppy. <laughs> What's you limping for, Uppy? You got a Charlie horse? Well, if she has, I'll bet it's a thoroughbred. <laughs> and then, it's really a result of trying to form our Whisper Vista Comfort Orchestra. Oh. Yes, you see, when Maestro Mills took me to reclaim some of the band instruments from the, um, uh, oh, now, what do you call those quaint little novelty stores with the three big grapefruit over the door? Oh, uh, could they pretend to be, uh, hot shop? Oh, yes, hot shop. Oh, my. <laughs> In a way, that's where you go to trade your old ten-carat turnip for five berries. <laughs> oh, boy, am I hot tonight. <laughs> well, what's that got to do with your limp, Uppy? Oh, oh, yes. yes oh, limp. really, I, I'm almost ashamed to tell you it's so ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, you see, the back seat of my town car was simply filled with band instruments, and I, well, somehow I got trapped in a tuba. <laughs> A little child was born. 
And as he toddled across the kitchen floor of a modest little home in Omaha, Nebraska, he saw in his childish imagination a vision. A vision of himself as a grown man still toddling about a kitchen floor. And that floor is your floor, folks. And that man stands before us tonight. Harlow Wilcox. You take it from there, Harpo. <laughs> what in the world are you talking about? I was about to tell you how I got my daily exercise. Oh, well, how do you get your exercise, Mr. Wilcox? Yes, Harlow. As the Indian chief said to his long-lost brother, who he hadn't seen for 25 years, because he'd been working in the mint, posing for pennies, how? <laughs> Setting up exercises in the morning, a brisk canter through the park, hour or so of handball in the gym, and, uh... Well, go on. Don't you get any exercise, uh, delivering those big cans of, uh... Oh, you know. Oh, yes, that, too. Well, glad to have seen you looking so well, Fibber. Keep it up, pal. We're all proud of you. Well, so long, Molly. Take good care of that old Fibber boy. Ah, uh, goodbye, Mr. Scott. Well, as the president says, when they ask him about his third term. Molly, do you realize he didn't say a word about Johnson's glow coat? Why, he didn't, did he? Or how marvelous Johnson's self-polishing glow coat is for linoleum floors? And did you hear how he talked about me? They're proud of me, he says. An old fibber boy. Well, I don't see anything wrong in that. We are proud of you. Why, Hey, what is all this, anyway? What, what? Everybody being so dad rat is nice to me. First Gildersleeve comes along. Oh, there. Good day, short, sharp, and ship <laughs> Good day to you, my dear. Hi, Boomer. Looking for you, charming people. Want to present you with a couple of tickets to the preview of Pinocchio. Oh, how nice. Oh, come off of it, Boomer. You don't give nobody nothing. What's the angle? There is no angle, worm. <laughs> Just because I love you, chum. <laughs> now let me see where I put those tickets for Pinocchio. Pinocchio, Pinocchio. I think it's all a joke, <laughs> Now let me see. Here's a letter from my nephew, Agamemnon. Says he would have passed the bar examination, but he flunked in dry martinis. Full of uh, crossword puzzles. Ah, oh, yes. I was saving those for a brainy day. Hmm, what's this? Oh, here's a funeral notice of an old friend of mine. Poor lad. He was an expert at telling mushrooms from toadstools. He thought. <laughs> yeah, so here's a neat little stiletto. Hope to play a game of mumbly peg on a certain party's epiglottis tonight. <laughs> Well, well, imagine this. Here they are. Two tickets to Pinocchio. Thank you. I'm not at all, my dear. Glad to do it. Always been an admirer of yours and your handsome little husband. Good day. My handsome little husband. Come on, what goes on here? I'll get a nasty answer out of somebody if it takes all the king's horses and all the king's men. Are the king's horses here? No, but the king's men are. Huh? Oh, oh, that's well. Folks, we present the king's men who will sing a beloved old American classic, The King's Men. That's well, boys. 
Well, come on, McGee. We're nearly home. Aren't you feeling any better? No, I ain't. Dad's rather hard to make me eat all them wheat cakes and sausages, Molly. Uh, wasn't that terrible of me? Oh, I'm such a bad girl to you, aren't I? Uh, hey, I wish I knew what was going on around here. There's so dad rather much sweetness and light, I'm getting a little suspicious. What's the matter, Molly? Oh, here comes that little girl from across the street, McGee. Good. Maybe I can pick a fight with her. Now, McGee, pick a fight with somebody your own size. Well... She's just about the size of the fight I want to pick. <laughs> Hi, little girl. Hi, mister. What you doing? Taking a walk. Where to? Oh, no place. Hmm? I says no place. Not walking anywhere. Well, gee, then how do you know when you get there, hmm? <laughs> now, listen, sis. If I ain't in any mood for a polite chit-chat, now let me pass. i got to finish my walk. Okay. Can I take a walk with you, please, mister? Can I please? I like you. No, you can't take a walk with me. This is walk for my health. Oh. Well, remember what Confucius said. What did Confucius say? Confucius said, quote, Man take long walk, matter of health. Lady take long walk, matter of form, unquote. I don't believe there ever was a guy named Confucius. Me neither, I betcha. Huh? Hmm? Don't you think Confucius ever lived? No. Huh? <laughs> no. I think he was a little Mandarin who wasn't there, I betcha. <laughs> now, go on, mister. Now, don't forget I'm going to marry you when you grow up. <laughs> going to marry me when I grow up. <laughs> when I grow up? Hey, if you say that, why that... Now, calm yourself, calm yourself. We're almost home. Oh, oh there's Mr. Davis, great thing. Ah, uh, he brought this stick, me. I want you to throw it for him to fetch that. I'll throw it for him. Here, Hammer, give me that stick. I'll throw this to that rather far by the time he gets back, he'll be a great, 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 great thing. There. Go fetch this, Hamlet. Oh, Heavenly days, McGee. Look what you did. Huh? Broke a wind in Mr. Gildersleeve's house. Well, Dad, that it wasn't my fault. I just threw it where the dog told me to. You're perfectly right, dearie. That dog should be taught not to give people sticks to throw and break uh, windows with. But just to be safe, we'd better get in the house. No, let's stay right here. I don't give a darn if I broke Gildersleeve's window. I hope Gildersleeve does get sore. I've been just pining for a crossword from somebody all day. Well, here he comes, McGee. It's ought to be good. The minute he lands with his right, I'll cross with my left. <clears throat> Give him the old Dempsey one, too. <clears throat> Ooh. Stop chatterboxing, McGee, before you knock yourself out. <laughs> well, I'm glad I finally got... McGee! Some... Did you break my dining room window? <laughs> well, uh, you see, Mr. Gildersleeve... Now, let me handle this, Molly. <laughs> yes, Gildersleeve, I did bust your window. So <laughs> what? It was a piece of a shot if I ever saw one. <laughs> you mean? <laughs> I'll bet you didn't do it on the first try. Why me too, Mr. Gildersleeve? Oh, yeah? <laughs> Dad, that is Gildersleeve, I did, I tell you. Uh, I just took that stick and wound up like this and, and let her flicker. Like uh, that. Oh, gee, Gildersleeve, I, I didn't mean that to... That was splendid, McGee. You've got a wonderful eye. <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve, that was the stained glass window in your dining room. Why, it's ruined. Yes, I know. Shake hands, McGee. Huh? If you had to sit at my breakfast table every morning under that stained glass window, 
and see my mother-in-law in Technicolor. <laughs> oh, Chuck Gildersleeve. I'll I... bet you can't make it three out of three, McGee. Huh? Come on, try it again. Oh, oh now, God. wait a minute there. Come on, McGee. See if you can hit that little window up there on the left. Huh? Upstairs. Way up there? Yeah. We'll surprise my wife. She's taking a bath. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. I'd like to, but no, no, i better not. Oh, scaredy cat. I ain't either a scaredy cat. Oh, here, stop it, you two. Control your energy. The marble season will open soon. <laughs> Just send us a bill for the broken windows, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, no, forget it, folks. I enjoyed it. What? Well, thanks a lot, McGee. My, I wish I could throw an old stick like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Molly. Absolutely doesn't. Just what, darling? And never mind that darling stuff, too, either. I want to know what got into everybody. Uh, hey, Molly. Yes? Look me in the eye. Yes? Did you go and buy that fur coat after we decided that it cost too much? Is that no, the buy you meant? No, no, dearie. I didn't buy it. Oh, I guess you didn't. That wouldn't explain why Boomer and Wilcox and everybody's been so dead ratted nicey-nice. Molly, for the love of my quarters, that I can't stand all this stuff. Everything is too pleasant. I ain't used to it. Please, Molly, what is it? Ah, uh, heavenly days, McGee, don't you know? Why? Why, this is your birthday. My birthday? Oh, <laughs> why don't somebody tell me these things?